0: Good morning at 1.59 a.m. It's now Saturday, October the 10th. I hope everyone is well. There's a lot to cover in the news, so we may as well get started now. Procrastination doesn't work. (laughs) It never has, it never will. Thank you for listening. Today's
1: October 9th, second stimulus check update, and second stimulus package update. Today we will cover the current state of the stimulus relief package negotiations. President Trump signals to go big and get a deal done. A new higher $1.8 trillion proposal is happening today. And the problem solvers, caucus members give insight to what's going on. If you're a subscribed member of my community, then welcome back. And if you're not, consider subscribing right now for all the best updates on what's happening with the stimulus package. Okay, now, President Trump uh, signaled that the stimulus negotiations are going well and tweeted for Mnuchin and Pelosi to go big. So this this happened just today. As of right now, we don't have the details of the new proposal that Mnuchin has been given permission to present. Uh, But from what I've read in a few different sources, it should be a $1.8 trillion offer. And it should include stimulus checks direct to the people, unemployment help through the end of the year, and rental and mortgage assistance for those that are behind is awesome. I, I, I'm so excited to see that the, the White House and the Republican side have come up and that a deal is being put forward to Nancy Pelosi. Okay, now the new higher numbers uh, came after President Trump had a phone call with the top Republican leaders telling them to make a bigger offer. Now remember, this started at $1 trillion, then it went to $1.5 trillion, then to $1.6 trillion, And now, they've gone up another $200 billion to $1.8 trillion. Uh, This should catch some attention, and I'm hoping it will get this thing done, because you guys know, this thing should have been done back at the end of July, and now we're almost in the middle of October. Uh, Larry Kudlow, who is uh, in the uh, White House Cabinet, said on an interview this morning, that President Trump has given permission to put forward a revised deal by Steve Mnuchin and that he is ready to do a deal. So uh, now Larry Kudlow has seemed more optimistic about a stimulus deal than I've seen him look in several weeks. He he just seemed beat up like nothing was gonna happen, but today he seemed very upbeat about the offer and what will be inside the offer. So it was good to see him uh, have some optimism. So it looks like the stars are starting to align to get this next stimulus package done before the election. I was starting to worry we wouldn't see anything because of different things that I was reading. But as of right now, things seem to be heading in a direction that gets a deal done and money out to the people. Now, I, I, I do have to bring forward something that I see as a potential uh, hurdle. Uh, My community knows that I don't BS or mess around, so this is a legitimate concern, and I believe a hurdle that will have to be jumped. Now, remember a few weeks ago when it was believed that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi would try to impeach President Trump a second time. (laughs) And she said, he's not worth it. No, we're not going to do that. We're focused on a stimulus package. Well,
0: people on Instagram are making huge... Okay, there's another ad that cut him off. Let's see. The 25th
1: Amendment to have the presidential authority stripped from President Trump and have that power and authority moved to Vice President Mike Pence. Now, uh, there's
0: not. We'll stop right here because that was just inaccurate. That was, uh,. Never her plan, she had a whole different plan. She was trying to set up something supplemental to the 25th Amendment to the Constitution that authorizes her or the vice president to remove the powers, temporarily remove the powers from the president. To the vice president, or to perhaps to the speaker of the house, but they w- she wanted to do that for the next term, and not for this uh, president. She wanted to do that for any future presidents, but uh, people panicked and started uh, saying what they thought she was trying to do, just out of sheer panic. But today she explained it, that it had nothing to do with Trump. And then, um, let me go back and find it. There was a, um, there was some movement on the stimulus checks, the stimulus bill, like this man, Stephen Gardner, on YouTube was trying to say 11 hours ago, he was trying to... Excuse me, it's about 2.05 a.m. I'm sorry for yawning in your ears. <laughs> but... uh Stephen Gardner was trying to say that he was optimistic that they w- would um would reach some sort of a agreement on a new stimulus package And I think they made a lot of progress since he posted his video on YouTube. I've seen some reports that must be more recent. I, I believe I saw something more recent than that. It sounds like it's good news, but I don't want to, I don't want to (laughs) speculate until I see it in writing. Of course, there's so many YouTube channels that will use clickbait. And uh, they'll say all sorts of things that are inaccurate just to get people to click. There's all sorts of videos up here saying great news and blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's hard to know your timing so I'm trying to find someone that is a little more reliable. I'm scrolling to find someone that would have someone that would post reliable information without um Taking us down a rabbit hole. Um, This one says six hours ago. And we'll try and see if they... Oh. Oh. Excuse me, we'll see if they have accurate information. Oh, no, no, no. We can't use that one. I
1: um.
0: do Well, we'll try clear value text YouTube channel it's uh posted over 15 hours ago so it may not be that accurate but we'll try this is your news report is your second check Friday October 9th.
2: regarding the second stimulus check stimulus package the Democrats Say that they do not want to do a standalone bill because they want a large-scale and comprehensive stimulus bill. On Thursday evening, President Trump now says that he too wants a large-scale and comprehensive stimulus package. President Trump tweeted this Friday morning at 10:48 a.m. COVID relief negotiations are moving along. Go big. In today's stimulus negotiations on Friday, The Republicans, they will now be offering $1.8 trillion. This is a compromise because the Republicans, they originally started at $1 trillion. They moved it up to $1.5 trillion, $1.62 trillion, and now today they will present $1.8 trillion. This is their highest offer yet. So we'll see how the Democrats respond. Because as of yesterday on Thursday, they were still asking for 2.2 trillion dollars. The Federal Reserve Bank presidents they continue to warn our politicians about the economic damage that is caused by delaying the stimulus package. Nancy Pelosi is invoking the 25th Amendment in an attempt to remove President Trump from office. If you extended your 2019 tax return, then your tax.
0: That's wrong. They got that wrong, like so many other things. They always say she's doing this and she's doing that, and they haven't—they <coughs> haven't listened to a word she says. She's not trying to move remove the president. She's <coughs> Excuse me, because she's trying trying to get a sorry. She's trying to get an amendment for the future. When when any president is sick in the future, disabled in the future, she wants to have things in place. So these people are just uh overzealous to be kind I could say something else but I won't she's a woman so they want to put the worst possible spin on it okay we'll go back We'll go backwards until we find what we need, because that's uh oh, that's not what we're looking for. We're not trying to be misinformed. We want accurate information. We'll try Erica Kohlberg She rather, she would rather not post anything than to post some of the the uh, stuff that you see up there. She waits until she has uh, accurate information before she says anything at all about the stimulus. Newsweek had something posted. Um, I have to go far back. They had uh, something posted. I don't know what time it was when they did that. um, They had posted that there was an agreement you just have to wait i know there <coughs> there will be a lot of misinformation usually my sister or brother-in-law will post something about the stimulus um let's check there post you no know, they haven't posted anything. Um. really now if they've really signed off according to some of these people that they, they've already signed it, and mm. some of these people are reporting that 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 the uh Democrats and Republicans have reached an agreement and that Trump has signed off on it. But I I need to read that for myself because there's, the reports are saying that the next checks, the second simu- stimulus checks are in the new bill. have to wait until there's actual written proof. Oh, no. CBS is reporting on our guy. Kentucky, Kentucky uh, Attorney General files a motion to keep Rihanna Taylor grand jury. Him speaking publicly about proceedings. <laughs> now that's after he went on Fox and pretend pretended to be in in agreement with having the uh, the juror. <coughs> Publicly, now he's jumping out. He's jumping out and flipping his script again. So let's see. Can we get um, Nora O'Donnell speaking? Let's see if we can get her to get the oh. I can turn it up. He thought they were being fired upon by an assault rifle. (coughs)
3: jurors listened to a taped interview of Walker explaining officers indicated they may have raided the wrong house. For the first time, we learned why there was no body camera footage of the raid itself. Detective Anthony James, who was wearing a body camera, explained why. did <laughs> recordings don't include jury deliberations or discussions of potential charges. Kevin Glogauer represents an anonymous grand juror who has concerns about the process.
2: Uh, the full truth is not going to be on those recordings, and the attorney general knows that.
3: Lenita Baker represents Brianna Taylor's family. I'm confident that if they had been presented with charges on behalf of Brianna Taylor, that we would have also seen indictments. Adriana Diaz, CBS News, Chicago.
0: Maybe we can get it to go again. After all the uh, ads are cleared, maybe we can hear it from the beginning because um, we know we know there's going to be politics in it. So we can see right now. Yeah. <coughs> okay, let's try again. In West,
3: thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with breaking news. Hurricane Delta is slamming into the Louisiana Gulf Coast tonight, creating what the National Hurricane Center calls a life threatening situation. The monster storm is roughly the size of the state that it's hitting, bringing with it drenching rain, powerful winds, and more devastation to an area that has already endured so much this year. As we come on the air, more than 11 million Americans are in Delta's path. There are mandatory evacuation orders across Louisiana. And there's also real fear tonight that a surge of seawater from Delta could flood communities several miles inland and that the storm's pounding winds could turn debris that's been left over from Hurricane Laura ...into deadly projectiles. In fact, Delta is following almost the same path that Laura did six six weeks ago, taking dead aim at homes and businesses that have yet to be repaired and lives that have yet to be rebuilt. And it all comes as the president has just announced that he's holding a public event at the White House tomorrow, a little over a week after being diagnosed with coronavirus. So there's a lot of new reporting to get to tonight. Our team of correspondents are standing by to cover it all. CBS's David Begnaud is going to lead us off tonight from Jennings, Louisiana. Good evening,
4: David. Nora, this is it. Delta is bearing down on the Louisiana Gulf Coast, and we are in the direct path, the bullseye, of where this storm is going to pass, the eye of it. We are expecting to get eerily calm at some point when the eye passes and then get whipped by that southern back end. I wanna tell you, the wind is gusting incredibly right now. Close to 80, maybe 90 miles per hour. We just watched a very large section of the tree behind the emergency operations center here in Jennings collapse behind us. It took us all by surprise. There's the video right there. I was just talking to the chief of police and he is in the process of pulling his officers off the street for their own safety. Jennings is under a mandatory evacuation. The chief told me, David, most people have left. But those who haven't left, I've asked to call us and give us their names and addresses so we can go and check on them tomorrow. Hurricane Delta is the 10th named storm to hit the Gulf Coast this season. And you know what? (laughs) That is a record. (laughs) Nora? All right,
3: David Begno. thank you. How would
5: you rate your response to this crisis? (coughs) (coughs)
0: Uh, (coughs) we have to we'll have to wait until these ads clear to see if we can get any more information um Well, instead of waiting around, we'll just cover the CBS. <coughs> <coughs> we'll just <coughs> cover the cbsnews.com. Kentucky Attorney General files motion to keep Brianna Taylor grand juror from speaking publicly about proceedings. We know that's Daniel Cameron he's the one that we we went over him so many times, but just in a nutshell, he's the one that has a hidden agenda he um he was on the short list. For the Supreme Court seat that was vacated by Justice Ginsburg's passing and he had all these other political um, people that were promising to put him on if he went along with their program so it looks like he just completely botched the Brianna Taylor's grand jury. Once once you consider all the political spider webs that he's been caught up in <coughs> it's not coincidental that he's behaving the way that he's doing He's has these political pressures and buddies and favors. He's trading favors, trading the voters' lives for political favors. This is written by Victoria Albert, and it was dated October 8th at 10.59 a.m., okay there's a video we'll try for the video first it looks like a uh, copy of looks like the police officers may have been on site outside of Breonna Taylor's place that's what it looks like but we'll see For some reason, it's not playing right now, but we'll start the narrative. It may jump in later on. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron filed a motion on Wednesday asking the court to dismiss an anonymous grand juror's request to speak publicly about the grand jury proceedings in the Breonna Taylor case. The motion comes after the juror asked the court in a legal filing to grant them permission <coughs> excuse me <coughs> to grant them permission to publicly disclose some parts of the proceedings, Quote, as I have stated prior, I have no concerns with a grand juror sharing their thoughts or opinions about me and my officer's involvement in the matter involving the death of Miss Brianna Taylor. However, I have concerns with a grand juror seeking to make anonymous and unlimited disclosures about The grand jury proceedings, Cameron said in a statement announcing the motion, (laughs) quote, the grand jury process is secretive for a reason to protect the safety and anonymity of all the grand jurors, witnesses, and innocent persons involved in the proceedings. Cameron said. Allowing this disclosure would irreversibly alter Kentucky's legal system by making it difficult for prosecutors and the public to have confidence in the secrecy of the grand jury process going forward. End quote. On September 23rd, the grand jury indicted former Louisville Metro Police Department officer Brett Hankerson on three counts of wanton endangerment for firing his gun outside of Taylor's apartment. None of the three officers involved in the shooting were charged directly in Brianna Taylor's death. The grand jury's conclusions fueled a new wave of protests over the fatal police shooting of Breonna Taylor a 26 year old black emergency medical worker killed during a drug raid on her home in March grand jury proceedings are rarely made public but Breonna Taylor's family and their attorneys said Cameron's presentation of the grand jury's Findings left out significant information about what evidence was shown to the grand jury and what charges were recommended. On september twenty ninth, the anonymous grand juror accused Cameron. In a legal filing of, quote, using the grand jurors as a shield to deflect accountability and responsibility for these decisions, end quote, the filing asked the court to release a recording of the full grand jury proceedings and to allow members of the grand jury to speak about some parts of the case while the juror acknowledged that they are legally forbidden from discussing what was said during the pre- re- during the recorded proceedings they asked permission to share quote Details surrounding the actions outside of those recorded proceedings and anything that did not happen in the grand jury proceedings. Close quote. That includes quote, discussion of charges that were not presented to the grand jury, explanations of the law that were not provided to the grand jury, defenses or justifications that were not detailed during the proceedings, witnesses that did not testified potential defendants that were not presented and or individuals or officials who were not present for the proceedings, end quote, according to the filing. In the hours after the jurors filing, Cameron said his office would release a recording of the grand jury proceedings. His office released about 15 hours of recordings days later. The recordings do not include the charging recommendations that were presented to the grand jury because they are not considered evidence. Cameron's office said, (laughs) Cameron has said that his office did not recommend murder charges against the other two officers involved in Breonna Taylor's death. In an interview with local station WDRB, Cameron said the grand jury could have recommended more charges if they concluded it was appropriate. Quote, I suppose, you know, again, the grand jury had two and a half days to ask questions. You know, I suppose if they wanted to push their an independent body if they wanted to make an assessment about different charges they could have done that but our our recommendation was that officers Mattingly and Cosgrove were justified in their acts in their conduct and that officer Hankerson at least it was appropriate at this stage to charge him with wanton endangerment, end quote. And we know that was Cameron, and it just, whew, it boggles the mind that he could say all of this. And... It's so incriminating when you compare it to what he's done. There's so much conflict compared to what he's done that he should have been recused. He should have recused himself saying, you know, that people are condemning him because he's a Republican and all of that. All that does really is, it shows even a greater uh, uh, cause for him to have recused himself. I mean, he, let's face it, he's their top cop. He's the number one cop in the state of Kentucky. So he would have to know that his political uh, plans that he was making All of that, all of that right there made him ineligible to involve himself in this case while he was planning to, he was trying to scratch together a promotion to the Supreme Court and all of this. He, oh, I don't see how he saves this position that he has. They've already said they one of the church says she already believes that she's been lied to by the um, person that r- requested that no knock warrant. We <coughs> we already covered that and it's all posted. <coughs> there are several episodes already in the lineup if you want to go back and listen to what Cameron has been up to. Continue with the narrative. Quote, most grand jurors are not lawyers. They are not experts with the legal process. Lolar said, L O L L L A R not sure who this is, quote, they're going to take a look at the evidence and the law presented to them and decide whether there's enough to charge based on what's presented to them. mm-hmm mm. okay this says Aaron Donna you contribute to the contributed reporting. yeah you know, this already backfired if uh Cameron keeps adding more fire, more flame, more uh, fuel to the fire. Um, He's going to burn whatever bridges he may not have burned, but it looks like the acts of a desperate person. It really does seems to me like he knows what he's done and now he's really behaving as a desperate person would, would trying to save their their own backside And then there's another report on uh, George Floyd's killer was let out, I think we covered that last night, that George Floyd's, that the judge let Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, out of prison on a $1 million bond And his attorney was able to have him relocate out of the state, but he's not allowed to go other than just a contiguous state. In other words, he can go to a neighboring state, east, west, north, or south, but he can't go further than that. (coughs) <coughs> and the grounds they used was for fear of his life, that he didn't uh, stand a chance to survive if he stayed in his state, Minneapolis. I mean, Minnesota. If he stayed in Minnesota. He, or around Minneapolis, he would not have, that was their argument. He was at risk, but he did have to surrender his passport, and he still has to stay on alert 24-7 so that his uh, his uh, probation officer can reach him any time. <laughs> Shaquille <clears throat> Insider is reporting Shaquille O'Neal says he just voted for the first time in his life after having, quote, never understood the electoral college system, end quote. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, 48, says he just voted for the first time in his life. Quote, I've never voted before, America. Shaquille said on Wednesday's episode of the big podcast, this is my first time voting, I promise you. (laughs) The NBA icon said he had not voted before because he, quote, never understood (laughs) The, the electoral college system, close quote. Shaq didn't reveal who he voted for. Oh, and then they go on to, Talk about his career. We're not. Wake. I'm not wake at this hour to brag. Brag about. His career. He got enough. Praise during his. Time on the. Job so. I know that he was a. Part time. Volunteer. Deputy, deputy sheriff in Clayton County. You can see his picture online with the uh, with the sheriff of Clayton County. This is the one that um, the voters have voted out a few times. But he stays on the job no matter what. That's that's a weird, weird case there. Yeah, go online and check that one out. Check that sheriff of Clayton County. You'll be amazed. Well let's look at this um whose article CNBC twelve hours ago. They posted something about the stimulus. <coughs> CNBC politics. Trump raises coronavirus stimulus. Offer to $1.8 trillion, Then says he wants a bigger bill than Dems or GOP. Now, if you remember, before Nancy Pelosi hinted about the 25th Amendment to the reporters and told them, on Thursday, she told them, Come back on Friday, if they wanted to discuss the Twenty Fifth Amendment and her her plans for that, and she left it in suspense like that. And before then, uh, Trump's position was he had told this told the Republicans that. He was calling it all off that they were not going to make any more offers. They weren't going to do anything else with the stimulus package until after the election, November 3rd. And then when Nancy Pelosi brought up the the, 25th Amendment on Thursday right away, he jumps into gear, telling the Republicans to go big, <laughs> and he was offering one point eight bill trillion. I'm sorry, <laughs> he was offering one point eight trillion dollars, and he tells them he wants bigger. He wants a bigger bill than the Democrats. Or the GOP, so, you know, it's just the way things, the way things go. And I had the article, but it jumped off the screen again. Okay, where is it? Oh, well. Uh, We won't go into detail. It's it's not worth it because he may change. He may have already started tweeting and changing, reversing this. He's flip-flopped so many times. We'll just wait until we get the final flip or the final flop and see what happens. My nephew sent me a funny post. <laughs> it's uh it's funny and I can't really play it because the the guys used some strong language in there. So but it's uh <laughs> It kind of reminds you of those stimulus stimulus, uh, negotiations on again, off again. (laughs) It says you can't let nobody put you on nothing these days because it's three buddies together, and one guy, he just keeps nagging at his buddy, And saying, oh, you got the shoes, you got the shoes. Didn't I put you on, didn't I put you on? You got the shoes, I put you on. And the the three buddies, the other two buddies, are so fed up with him. Every time there's, (laughs) every time one of them plays a song or does anything, he starts screaming about I put you on, I put you on, didn't I put you on? He's so proud. And they are just so fed up. They just, they're so frustrated, they just completely snap on him. (laughs) It is funny, but their language is too strong. They, They went too far. Oh my goodness, what is it? It's 2.51 a.m. Okay. Yeah. And we can wait. We can wait until they come out with a final bill. Because right now they're just uh, back and forth, up and down with the stimulus. They're going to I, I always expected them to do this because of the uh, the presidential election. I, I didn't expect anything different. And if it's politically expedient for them to say uh, and reverse themselves a million times, that's what they're going to do. So... We're not, we're not uh, unaware of what's going on there. I'm scrolling real quick. Here's something from, okay, 10 years ago, Obama. Uh,
5: Daddy. Sasha added. Uh, plus, we have a three-day weekend coming up, so it's uh, it's good to have kids to keep things in perspective. Uh, I am both surprised and deeply humbled by the decision of the Nobel Committee. Let me be clear: I do not view it as a recognition of my own accomplishments, uh, but rather as an affirmation of American leadership on behalf of aspirations held by people in all nations. To be honest, uh, I do not feel that I deserve to be in the company of so many of the transformative figures who've been honored by this prize men and women who've inspired me and inspired the entire world through their courageous pursuit of peace. Uh, but I also know that this prize reflects the kind of world that those men and women and all Americans want to build a world that gives life to the promise of our founding documents. And I know that throughout history, the Nobel Peace Prize has not just been used to honor specific achievement, it's also been used as a means to give momentum to a set of causes. And that is why I will accept this award as a call to action, a call for all nations to confront the common challenges of the 21st century challenges can't be met by any one leader or any one nation. And that's why my administration's worked to establish a new era of engagement in which all nations must take responsibility for the world we seek. We cannot tolerate a world in which nuclear weapons spread to more nations and in which the terror of a nuclear holocaust endangers more people. That's why we've begun to take concrete steps to pursue a world without nuclear weapons, because all nations have the right to pursue peaceful nuclear power, but all nations have the responsibility to demonstrate their peaceful intentions. We cannot accept the growing threat posed by climate change, which could forever damage the world that we pass on to our children, sowing conflict and famine, destroying coastlines and emptying cities. That's why all nations must now accept their share of responsibility for transforming the way that we use energy. We can't allow the differences between peoples to define the way that we see one another. That's why we must pursue a new beginning among people of different faiths and races and religions, one based upon mutual interest and mutual respect. We must all do our part to resolve those conflicts that have caused so much pain and hardship over so many years. And that effort must include an unwavering commitment to finally realize that the rights of all Israelis and Palestinians to live in peace and security in nations of their own. We can't accept a world in which more people are denied opportunity and dignity that all people yearn for the ability to get an education and make a decent living, the security that you won't have to live in fear of disease, or violence without hope for the future. Even as we strive to seek a world in which conflicts are resolved peacefully and prosperity is widely shared, we have to confront the world as we know it today. I am the Commander-in-Chief of a country that's responsible for ending a war and working in another theater to.
0: Oh, well, and our that was 10 years ago when he won the are Nobel the Prize Peace Prize. And we're out of time, but thank you for listening. And the World Food Program, WFP, won this year's Nobel Peace Prize. So that's good. I'm glad they didn't waste it on Someone that brags all the time that they should win it. And they haven't done anything worth even mentioning. Okay. Obama can take us out. We have just a few more seconds. justice dignity.
5: For the young woman who marches silently in the streets on behalf of her right to be heard... Of beatings and bullets, for the leader imprisoned in her own home because she refuses to abandon her commitment to democracy, for the soldier who sacrificed through tour after tour of duty on behalf of someone half a world away, and for all those men and women across the world who sacrificed their safety and their freedom and sometimes their lives for the cause of peace. That has always been the cause of America. That's why the world has always looked to America. And that's why I believe America will continue to leave. Thank you very much.
0: And thank you for listening.